It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Reds, your daily Cincinnati Reds podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into the Locked On Reds podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. My name is Jeff Carr. I'm your host and super fan of the Cincinnati Reds, and I've turned my addiction into information for you. Each and every day, I'm going to bring you news, rumors, transactions, everything about the Cincinnati Reds. Thanks for joining me. Let's jump into today's episode. What's going on, Reds fans? Welcome in to the Locked On Reds podcast. Thank you so much for joining me today. On today's show, we've got the last half, last bit of the conversation between myself and John Sadak. Get his take on some memorable moments that he was able to be a part of and what he thinks about the Reds this season coming into a brand new team, what he's looking forward to the most. That's all coming up here in just a minute. Before we get into that, though, I want to talk a little bit about the position that David Bell is in heading into his contract year. Before we get into all of that, though, make sure that you are subscribed to the podcast on whatever podcasting platform you're currently listening to. Also, follow me on Twitter at Jeff Carr with three F's and follow the show at Locked on Reds and save that Locked On Reds line number into your phone at 513-549-0159 for questions, comments, reactions, whatever you got. We've got a Jeff's Junk Mail episode coming up later this week, so get those in. All right, so before we get into John Sadak, there was something that I wrote up on the blog at LockedOnReds.com. One of the biggest questions this year, because he is coming into his final year of his contract is will David Bell earn an extension? And really, the answer is simple. If he wins, yes. Especially if he goes and he wins a playoff series. Like, I wonder even if the Reds were able to win that series with the Braves if a contract extension wouldn't have got done this past offseason. It's one of those things that I think that the front office and and that ownership has been kind of holding their breath, waiting to see that success for the team on the field. Now, we can debate as far as how they have equipped David Bell, and that's one of the reasons that it is in such uh, kind of up in the air. The jury is very much out as to if the Reds will accomplish what they need to accomplish to get David Bell an extension this year. A lot of what will decide that is it necessarily something under his control? Now, yes, David Bell is a tinkerer. And will he tinker at the wrong times? Will he mess with the lineup at the wrong times and, and get the wrong results out of the different methods that he employs? Probably. He has, to this point, in some cases, kind of been his own worst enemy. But it's not as if he was the one out there not getting hits. He tried to put who he thought was the best player for that moment out there to get the job done. And for whatever reason, that specific player, whether it be a reliever or a hitter who came off the bench or somebody odd who started, looking at you, Christian Cologne, they didn't get the job done. So now with the roster that really didn't change all that much, 
let, let's call it what it is. There were a couple of relievers who got traded away and non-tendered, and that's pretty much it. And, and no more Kirk Casale, but I think there's an upgrade there with Tyler Stevenson. So the roster itself isn't that different. We just don't know who's going to play shortstop, which is going to tap into the depth that is already a little bit scarce, already a little bit of a problem. So he's already got an uphill battle before spring training even starts. And what are we going to find out in spring training that is going to change our minds about Jose Garcia? Is there anything he can do in spring training that's going to let us think that, oh, hey, he's ready to take the reins here in 2021? Probably not. So now David Bell's going to have to figure out what to do at shortstop. But he has to do all of that stuff if he's going to be around in 2022 because if I'm sitting here next offseason and we're talking about David Bell coming back after a year in which the Reds underperformed, which lots of people think that they're going to do, by the way, then I'm not in on that because right now the jury's out, right? I, I put up a poll at Lockdown Reds on Twitter of what is your opinion of David Bell coming into this spring training as pitchers and catchers are reporting tomorrow. What's your opinion? Is it positive, neutral, or negative? And most people have said neutral. The jury is still out. He still has the ability to win a lot of fans into his corner. He still has the ability to show that he can be that guy. But I think the fact that he's been here for two years now, he's had two years to manage this team, and we still don't know what we're getting out of him, speaks volumes. To sit here and tell you that one way or the other he deserves a contract extension or he deserves to be fired would be misguided. Either way, there, there's lots of people that want to have a take on this. They want to say, man, they need to get rid of this guy and get somebody else in here. Or a lot fewer people, but there are some people out there like, no, 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 they need to keep him around. He's done a good job. I'm not in either camp. I don't have a strong feeling one way or the other, and maybe that in and of itself has something to say about where he should be in 2022. But as it stands right now, David Bell is managing on a contract year, and he's managing a team that isn't very different from the one last year that didn't score runs. In fact, if you look at Fangraph's Zips projections of the roster, and this was before all of the free agent movement and trades and all this stuff, because it even includes Iglesias and Bradley in the bullpen conversation. But if you look at what Dan Simborski wrote about the Reds, the last two years, in 2019, they were 13th in runs scored in the league. And in 2020, they were 12th in runs scored in the league. So what is most likely to happen? Are they going to just all of a sudden find another gear and double their run production and jump up into the top 10? Uh, maybe. More likely, they have incremental improvements. And what does an incrementally less talented pitching staff have to say about that? Now, we're going to get way more into that as the spring goes along because I think that the Reds can replace the pitching that they lost very easily. But with all that being said, David Bell has to rely on all of this. He has to rely on players bouncing back just as much as we fans do. Like We fans are sitting here just like, boy, how interesting are the Reds going to be this summer? Am I going to be entertained? David Bell's job is on the line based on the answers on these questions. So, yeah, he's really hoping they bounce back. 
And that's going to be a huge question that won't be answered very quickly. But his job depends on the answers. That's something we're going to talk about quite a bit more in this spring. And, uh, but I want to jump back in and finish the conversation with John Sadak here in just a minute. But now is a perfect time to crack open a built bar. And, and you're saying, Jeff, I, I, if I'm listening to this right after lunch. Yeah, well, you know, built bar fits in as a dessert as well. It's a protein bar that's healthy for you with all the great healthy stats like high in protein, low in calories, low in fat, low in sugar but it tastes like a candy bar. You're going to feel like you're eating dessert, especially with a brand new flavor, coconut brownie chunk. I'm serious. You take a bite into this, it kind of tastes like an almond joy because of all the coconuts, but instead of having almonds, it has chunks of brownies, little chunks of chocolate brownies that taste absolutely amazing. You got to go check them out, builtbar.com. And when you do, Enter the promo code Locked On. You'll get 20% off your next order. If you're not a coconut person, they've got all kinds of other flavors like double chocolate, chocolate peanut butter. They've even got cherry barcia, which until I had the coconut brownie chunk was my favorite flavor. So go check them out, builtbar.com. With the promo code Locked On, you'll get 20% off your next order. You'll be hooked after your first bite. Also, with all of the winter weather going on, it's probably putting a strain on your car and you could use a new part. Maybe you need some new brakes. Maybe you need some new shocks. I know the place to go, rockauto.com. They've got all the parts that your car will ever need, and they've been doing this a while. They, uh, they can help you out if you're looking for a part, but you're not necessarily mechanically inclined. They've got a great user interface at rockauto.com. You go over on their left side. They've got every single car company. You find yours, find your make, find your model, and a drop-down list appears with every single part for your car. Or if you're a little bit more mechanically inclined than most and you know what brand you like of your favorite part, Rock Auto's got that too. And they've got low prices and they're going to deliver it right to your door. That way you don't have to get out and look for that part. So check out rockauto.com. And when you're checking out in the How'd You Hear About Us section, type in Locked On to let them know that your pal Jeff from the Locked On Reds podcast sent you. That's rockauto.com. And when you're checking out in the How'd You Hear About Us section, type in Locked On. Rock Auto has all the parts your car will ever need. And before we jump back into and finish the conversation with John Sadak, remember after this podcast to go check out Locked On MLB Prospects. Aram Layton was on this podcast a couple of weeks ago talking about the Reds farm system. Aram knows all there is to know about the MLB landscape for prospects, and he's got a great daily podcast taking a look at that. You can find Locked On MLB Prospects wherever you get your podcasts. All right, let's welcome John back in. When it comes to the different sports that you've called, whether it be minor league baseball, basketball, football, do you have a favorite moment? Like when you close your eyes, can you imagine this one call or this one play that you got to be there for? Uh, to be honest, I've been so lucky that I have been around a ton of awesome moments, including uh, when I was in college, I went to a D3 school in suburban Philly in South Jersey, Rowan University. Uh, the football program was immensely successful when I was there, but they were dubbed by some of the Buffalo Bills of Division Three football. It was five championship games in seven years, all losses, each one more emotional and heart-wrenching than the prior. And probably the biggest has an Ohio tie. Um, they beat Mount Union in what was the fall of my senior year to snap at the time the longest win streak in college football history. Uh, it was in the national semifinals to go to the title game, 
Mount Union had been Rowan's nemesis, had beaten Rowan multiple times in the championship. And uh, Rowan Starr, running back, was playing the game on a torn MCL and ACL. Um, and they, they won the game in overtime with a freshman quarterback and a freshman running back. Uh, and that was pretty amazing. Uh, but then I got to call the end of a 122-game home court conference win streak for Old Dominion when the Delaware women's team beat them and, and shared the league championship for the first time. Uh, the longest win streak in college basketball history when UConn lost in the Final Four to Mississippi State. Um, I, I got to call league championships for the, the Rail Riders, the Scranton team, in both the IL and their first ever overall AAA championship uh, the Blue Rocks team, the year that, that Moose was there, they were insanely good. They won over 80 games in a 140-game season, and they were loaded with guys that you knew were going to be in the big leagues. Uh, Princeton, Doug Davis had a last-second shot to beat Harvard on the neutral floor to send them to the NCAA tournament, and they came with uh, within Brandon Knight's only made basket of the game with seconds to go from beating a Final Four Kentucky team in the NCAA. And and I know I'm leaving games out. I mean, it's I've been crazy lucky. Now, don't get me wrong. There have been a lot of teams I've called that, that were pretty bad. Uh, but I've called games long enough that it's, it's, it's been incredibly fortunate that either they're very good when I arrive or within a short span of time, they achieve, like, major success. And not, I'm not saying that's necessarily happening here, but, Lord, I hope so. And that, that's been a trend, thankfully, at a lot of places I've been. See, marking it down now. John's here, <laughs> World Series 21. Got it. All right. Uh, <laughs> Hopefully. I, I know there's a lot of fans out there that are looking at this season and they're looking at the Reds in activity this offseason and they're a little bit worried. With you coming in, brand new season for you, looking at this Reds team, what are you most excited about? Uh, I'm really excited about the top end of the rotation. I, I can't wait to see Sonny Gray and Luis Castillo and Tyler Malley pitch, you know, every fifth day. I think there are a lot of great arms that are, I'm curious to see who will be the rest of that rotation. Who's going to be in the bullpen. You know, what is TJ Antone going to do? What is Michael Lorenzen going to do? Um, I think uh, Suarez is due for a huge bounce back. I, I was uh uh, noticing that Nick Kroll just the other day talked about the, the shape that he was in coming into uh, to camp this year, that he, he looks like he's great. You know, I know the shoulder was uh, seemingly part of some of the issues in the shortened season last year. I, I also feel like last year is, is such a fluke for so many. We saw so many guys across baseball have very weird years. Um, and, and I, I got to think the, the startup and shutdown and then re-ramp up in a compressed time of spring training and spring training 2.0 and the injuries that followed had to be a huge part of that. Um, and, and let alone the psychology of what our world was, even beyond baseball, um, that I, I don't think you can discount in a sport where everyday psychology probably matters more than any other sport, where it's the hardest because it's every day to push that out. You can't help but allow it in, no matter you know, how veteran or grizzled you might be. Uh, but, but I mean, there's everything about this team. It's, uh, it's got some younger players. It's got some legendary figures as well. I've, I've never met Joey Votto. Uh, I believe I called a handful of his games when he was in high class A. Uh, my first year as an intern with the Blue Rocks in 04, he did have like about 20 games played that year with the then Potomac Cannons. Um, and I think that that affiliation changed after that year. Uh, but I can't concretely say I only did the home games that year. Um, but yeah, it's everything about this team. I'm, I'm pumped to see the division. I'm, I'm pumped to see the rest of baseball. I only did 16 games for the Mets as a fill-in two years ago. Um, and I did one game at home and the balance were on the road. Uh, so there's a lot of places I haven't been, a lot of things I haven't seen yet. 
Um, and, and, and I would caution that certainly I understand the disappointment and the, the lack of activity this offseason. I would also kind of just uh, couch that with that's been typical of most teams this year. I, I think with the looming uncertainty of a CBA, with even the uncertainty of this season, that uh, thank goodness we have the protocols now seemingly uh, uh, agreed to, um, yeah, nothing surprises any of us with what can happen on any given day. Um, so I, I think there could be more fluidity to it given more time. I, I just think there are so many variables to process for everyone. Um, and, you know, the Dodgers signing Bauer, that's an outlier. Like that's, that's not been the common thread of most teams. That's very true. And, and I was even going to mention that too. Sorry, we couldn't keep Bauer for you. We, we definitely advocated for the Reds to keep him and stuff, but yeah, that, that would have been a lot of fun had he had stayed, but I'm with you. When you, when you look at and review 2020, the word small sample size is going to get just absolutely blown out of proportion, but it's totally true. And, and you're looking at stars around the sports like Christian Yelich, even for the Brewers right. had a really down year. The Brewers didn't even have Lorenzo Kane. He's back. And that's, I think that's probably one of the reasons Pakoda picked them to win the division. And they got the reds at fourth at 79 and kind of surprised some Cardinals fans by saying they're only going to win 82 games, even though they just got Nolan Arenado. So it's going to be, like you said, it's going to be really hard to look at 2020 and know what you're going to get in 2021. Hopefully what we get though is amazing. And John, man, I appreciate you so much. I could talk to you a lot more, but I know that you, you have other stuff to do, like probably go eat lunch or something like that. Like <laughs> I'm about to do. So <laughs> I thank you so much for talking with me here today. And I look forward to the first spring training game when we're going to get to hear your voice. Likewise. Thank you so much, Jeff. Appreciate it. I am seriously pumped that the Reds have this dude in the booth. Really looking forward to listening to him call games for the Reds coming up here soon. And that's not going to be that far off. Sunday, the 28th is the first Reds spring training game at 3.05 that Sunday. They're going to face the Cleveland Indians. As of right now, there's no... uh, probable starter but that's because pitchers and catchers don't report until tomorrow but hey baseball is almost back we can feel it coming and with that being said we're going to jump full on into some spring training storylines starting tomorrow and starting with the position that we've been talking about this entire offseason and that the reds have firmly neglected what on earth is happening at shortstop and we're going to look at jose garcia because i've got a question for you regarding jose garcia and that is twofold number one why can't he be the shortstop in 2021 and number two What does he have to do this spring to show us that he can be that guy? We're going to look back at his spring training from last year and talk about what his spring training needs to look like this year. That's tomorrow on the podcast. Thank you so much for listening today. If you are not already, be a subscriber. Hit that subscribe button. That way you don't miss anything I've got coming at you this spring training from the Locked On Reds podcast. But thank you so much for downloading and listening to today's podcast. And I will talk to every single one of you tomorrow. Let's go, Rex. Hey. Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.